Hello and welcome to the May Overview, where I break down some of the astrology of the month without going into the detail of the astrology, which may sound counterintuitive, but I hope is useful. And I've, I've made loads of notes and I've gone into all the aspects and gone into all the planets and had a read and had a think, but it's too much information. So I'm, now that I've read it all and thought about it all, I'm just going to sort of churn it out in a very summarized way. Looking at April, looking what I said for April, I think uh, uh, definitely the second half of April, I was talking all about cryptocurrencies and how that was going to dominate. And it really did. And the 22nd for the Venus Uranus was quite good. It was, you know, it was, it was all playing out as predicted. The full moon didn't quite kick off as I thought. There was definitely a lot of headlines about um, the family in Canada where there's three parents officially, two two women and one one man. They're releasing wasps into nature to control other wasps. There was a few, and there was, I can't actually, I have made an Instagram story anyway, and I often do that. And so if you're not checking my stories, I will do that at the full moon and link to the newspapers because you see, you do see themes. And personally, people told me that they felt wiped by the full moon. But the big splash, the big shift, the big change, I think is coming. Today, as I speak, 30th of April, we have the sun applying to conjunct Uranus and the crypto markets are picking up again because Uranus the planet of innovation and change and modernization is in Taurus, the sign of cash monies. And we are seeing that innovation. However, on the 3rd of May, the sun will square to Saturn, either bringing material manifestation or limits and legislation. And a few other things happen on the 3rd of May. One is it's a quarter moon. So the moon will be in Aquarius square to the sun in Taurus, the final quarter. You want to look to the 4th of Feb 2019 to see what was going on in your life there. If that was super significant, whatever that was should be unraveling now and you should be getting closure from it. Otherwise, whatever intention you set at that new moon, if you can find it, it would be fascinating to have a read because there should be a link. And these loon, loon, <laughs> moon phases really do work. I, I really love them. So if you want to get a pen and paper and take some notes or take things for your diary, these are the dates that I would put in. We have Mercury moving to Gemini on the 5th of May. So he's been in Taurus. He is slow and very, very ploddy <laughs> in Taurus. He doesn't love to be there. He's been focused perhaps on finance, um, on and you might have been expressing yourself more through your senses, through your environment, maybe through food. When Mercury moves into Gemini, it is all systems go. Questions, curiosity, conversation, technology. And you will we will expect that to amp up and things to speed up. Our communications, our emails will be amped up on the 5th. Bear in mind, therefore, that the day before, on the 4th of May, Mercury will be before he moves to Gemini, which he in the UK he does actually, I I thought Mercury gets to Gemini on the fourth. Yes, he does in the UK. the the book The ephemeris I've got is the fifth. But bear in mind that earlier in the day, and on the third, Mercury will be at the end of Taurus, and there will be some frustration. So people 
there'll be people saying no to you, people close-minded, perhaps. It could be, particularly because it's a final quarter moon and quarters are always stressful. And the moon will be with Saturn. So on the 3rd of May, people saying no. And that could be government saying no to legislation about Bitcoin or other financial things or someone in your life. But the word no seems to be strong on the 3rd. Then on the 4th, the moon will be with Jupiter. And that is normally the best day of the month. And I track this even last year when the moon was in Capricorn and Jupiter was in Capricorn. When they are together, people are in a better mood. You just, even if it rains, generally, generally, there is something abundant and fun and easier to see the glass half full. So fingers crossed for that one. And that is always in astrology the easiest day if you're looking at for a good day to launch something ideally you'd want a waxing moon this is a waning moon but moon jupiter it's just a nice vibe it it should be an upbeat kind of day on the fifth jupiter gets to the final degree of aquarius now he's quite far from saturn now which i think is good at the beginning of the year we had the jupiter saturn conjunction that star of bethlehem on the 21st of december and you know, the day that Jupiter moved into Aquarius was the 17th of December. And four hours later, the UK was put into tier four. So he immediately expanded Saturn's themes. He immediately locked us down more. Now he's moving away and he's able to express himself more under his Aquarian hat without Saturn's influence, even though Saturn is very strong in Aquarius, meaning Saturn limiting his son Jupiter who just wants to expand and wants freedom and wants travel and wants to move and wants to learn and wants to know when Jupiter gets to that final degree he's quite far away from his dad he's not quite far enough but he's still quite far that he can say I'm out of here I I want to speak my truth. I want to do this. I want to go. I'm moving. I don't care what you say. There's a quite bombastic element to Jupiter anyway. So Jupiter rules Sash. So, you know, he's got that intolerant, loses temper vibe of Sagittarius. So we'll see because he actually sits at 29 degrees for about a week until he moves into Pisces on the 13th, which is the ultimate day to have in your diary. I have put hysteria and emotion for the 6th of May. I think that is because the moon will be with Neptune and there could be, again, because Jupiter's at 29 Pisces, everything's amped up. There could be some kind of, um, similar to when Prince Philip died a month ago at Moon-Neptune conjunction and there was an outpouring of grief. So what will be the outpouring this time? I don't know. But you would expect something that really captures your heart, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a huge thing. It doesn't have to be directly related to you. It could be simply something like Prince Philip, who was elderly, it was expected, but still something that makes you think, makes you nostalgic, makes you long for something. So the six, if you feel a little bit emotional, let's let's say that, you can you can keep that in your diary. Now you know how I am with all these like question marks, although I don't always have it completely mapped out. But these are just things to note. And also, please bear in mind that 
my interpretations are generalized every single day of the year people die people are born people have brilliant days people have terrible days it is to do with you and your chart your transits and the individual experience I can't map for everyone so a highly emotional day could also be blissful and beautiful but it could also just basically indicate generalized sensitivity Okay, let's go straight to the new moon now. So the moon moves to Taurus on the 10th and there is a new moon on the 11th. It's a really, really fascinating new moon. There is a yod to the south node. Um, I don't know really if strictly you can have a yod to the south node because the south node isn't a planet. It's a point in space. So there's, the energy isn't really directed towards anything unless that point in the sky is an energy vortex, which it probably is. You know, astrology is scientific, but it is underfunded and hasn't been explored properly. So we don't have the linguistics and the knowledge to be able to explain why it works. But from experience, astrologers can ascertain that certain points in the sky are more highly sensitive than others. And certain days will pan out in a certain way. And this is huge. So in the UK, it the new moon is at 8 p.m., and it's at 21 degrees of Taurus. Uranus will be at 11. So that's a very wide conjunction. Black Moon Lilith will be at 22. Mars is also at 11. Chiron is also at 11. The South Node is at 11. And I already said Uranus is at 11. So if you have 11 degrees anything in your birth chart, then this is going to kick your chart off. I would, it's, you know, it's fairly obvious that there'll be several aspects to you. And that's so if you don't know, that would be about the 30th or the first, maybe the second of any month if you're born around there. And Mercury is the planet of communication is at the midpoint of Uranus and Mars. Uranus at 11, Mercury at 12, the North Node at 11 and Mars at 11. That is some shocking information. That is new information. Also, Mercury at the North Node. If we don't have some kind of revelation, some new, some change in perspective, something that needed to be said, someone speaking out at that new moon, I will be very shocked. I'll be really shocked that Jupiter at the end of Aquarius is desperate to get out. He is bursting to speak his truth. He's, you know, as I already said, he's he's heating up he's desperate to get away from his dad he is here and he wants science he wants modernization he wants innovation he is sick of the old way of doing things he wants to speak out so jupiter's already acting like that uranus and mars together are often described as sort of the quick quick burst of information these are people who cross the roads where they want it's indicated indicative of the male model who's like flashing his looks it is somebody who is very independent very outspoken it comes from nowhere one minute you're fine suddenly there's like boom an eruption temper tantrum and then with mercury there at the middle in gemini he's just he's there as the messenger in its purest form that's what mercury does he's already great in Gemini, he's pure messenger and he's delivering the message. It's at the North Node. Here is the message. Here is what you need to know. And because the new moon is trying to Pluto, this is going to have a massive impact on the financial markets. I imagine. This could spark volatility. Whenever Mercury is involved in anything, 
think you, you've probably heard of Mercury retrograde and that the markets go up and down and things happen. Mercury, when he's at 29 degrees of Taurus, which is like the 3rd of May, 4th of May, you can expect market volatility that day too. Because whenever he's changing signs, things seem to happen. He seems to lose the plot. When he's conjunct the sun, think anything to do with transfer of goods, A to B, information, yes and no. But as I said, on the 3rd of May, I think the favorite word will be no. So this new moon is fairly magical. I think it's fundamentally awesome for being able to set intentions that are revolutionary and can really up-level, change your life. You can really think big. This is probably one of the last times to start something new for a while because Saturn goes retrograde on the 23rd and Mercury then goes retrograde on the 30th. So then we've got retrograde planets for ages. So if you want most planets direct motion, Pluto, of course, is already retrograde, but Pluto is so far out. He's, he's you know, it's not the end of the world. Whereas Saturn is the backbone of any structure. And so any structures that you want ring fenced, this is a good opportunity, particularly if whatever you're launching has this kind of novel revolutionary, new idea, innovative vibe. Also, you could wait another day for Jupiter to be really happy in Pisces. So Jupiter gets to Pisces on the 13th of May. He is buzzing (laughs) to be there because he traditionally rules the sign of Pisces. So he's in his dignity and he can dive into spirituality, into meaning, into faith. As much as when he's in Jupiter, he's like, yeah, let's do all the information, all the facts. Jupiter is really about faith and meaning. He rules Sagittarius and traditionally Pisces. So let's explore spirituality. Let us feel into energy. Let us think about things in a different way. Let our approach be different. So when a month or two or three ago, when they said that we'd be able to travel on May the 17th, A lot of astrologers are very positive about that because May the 17th is just a few days after this May the 13th. It it aligns very nicely for freedom, movement, going to the seaside, Jupiter in Pisces. Pisces rules the sea and the beaches and our holidays. So should be good. Only issue is the old lunar eclipse in Sagittarius on the 26th which does spell some chaos. And also there is another thing, the moon moving to Leo on the 17th, opposite Saturn, Saturn being blocks and delays. So the people are all want to go on holiday. They want to do their Leo stuff. They're all dressed up. They've dyed the hair. They're all ready, looking good to get on holiday, but they're in a queue for a long time. That could be, particularly because they haven't organized themselves with the testing and there's already warning about these delays. It could just be first day teething problems. Hopefully that will open out, but it could transpire that these delays backlog. Simply, I'm saying that because Saturn stations retrograde on the 23rd. So Saturn is gaining power as he stations retrograde. So he's getting slower and slower until he stands still. And then he starts apparently moving backwards in the sky. And that is going to feel irritating particularly if you've got planets on or around 13 of Aquarius or the fixed let's say 13 anything you could say 13 degrees of anything 
but particularly of the fixed, particularly Aquarius. But also a good time to put yourself to work and crack on and get on with it. But oh, there could be some frustration. Also because Christine Skinner had warned that the lunar eclipse in Sagittarius is at five degrees. And that is the flight degree. And she says it's not, it doesn't look good for flights, which doesn't amuse me at all. <laughs> so then on the 20th, the sun will be at the final degree of Taurus. With Jupiter now in Pisces, such a different feel. Again, I have to say financially for Bitcoin and Ethereum, this is potentially exceptional, really quite exceptional. But at a certain point, it you know, we are going to get this eclipse and it is mercurial in nature as, as more and more planets move into Gemini. So the following day, May the 21st, the sun moves to Gemini. We now have the sun, Venus and Mercury all in Gemini and Gemini is ruled by Mercury. So we can expect some kind of mercurial ups and downs. So that is also something to think about and look at. I missed out the 15th. On the 15th, we have the moon and... Mars in Cancer. Now, I thought that was interesting, particularly because there is a sort of wide trine from Neptune. But also, Moon Mars is generally pretty angry. So that's also the 16th of May. Watch out for that one. There's normally quite a bit of, you can be quite irritable when Moon and Mars together. That will be the day I normally get messages being like, what is wrong with everyone? Why is everyone so angry? That's going to be quite touchy. Easily triggered on the 16th of May. So I missed that one out. Sorry. I'm trying to do it in order so you can do your diaries nice and neatly. Saturn retrograde, you've already got. So you can keep that in your diaries as a point to observe frustration. Venus moved into Gemini, by the way, on the 10th of May, just before the new moon. And this just adds to the idea that we now love information. We are desperate to get out and socialize. The focus perhaps is less on what we want and our, and our bodies. Maybe people have been more body conscious while Venus and Taurus, or at least in pleasing themselves and exploring what pleasures them. With Venus and Gemini, we're all about the people and the information. And there is a bigger focus on the truth, belief, dynamic. Because the North Node is in... Gemini all year apart from maybe at the very very end and the south node is in Sagittarius our beliefs are outdated we have to not cling on to what we think is right because we've always thought it's right and we have to go to the north node in Gemini and explore different opinions Mercury is the messenger Mercury rules Gemini Mercury is in Gemini Venus is in Gemini it's about plurality it's about being the journalist it's about being impartial looking at this looking at that looking at this looking at that so we can expect it will impact us personally, but it will impact our lives and everything that we observe. And then at the end of the month, of course, Mercury goes retrograde. So that is going to be absolutely fantastic. <laughs> that is the 30th of May. We've had a, we'll have a lot of planets in Gemini. Mercury will eventually be moving back and getting to the North Node again in June around the time of the total solar eclipse on the 10th. I'll be talking about that next month. but. Just to say, information, trade, the ability of food and products like the Suez Canal was blocked earlier in the year. We could expect something like that. Biden is going to be in 
the UK, apparently in Cornwall, over that eclipse, which is fascinating. And he might be issuing more talk about finance and about Bitcoin because of the day that that announcement was made. That I think that was the 22nd of April when there was a sun conjunct. There was a big shock when there was something. I can't remember. I'm not looking it up. But I, I just know from memory that that signaled to me as soon as the news came out, I was like, okay, that's going to be one of the themes for that total solar eclipse on the 10th of June. But coming back to May and the, the full moon at the end of May, it will be at the south node. It will be highlighting all of our outdated beliefs. It's it's going to shine the light on everything you assume you know, assume you, you knew where you where we are uncompromising, where we are stuck in the past. You know, that's just a basic South Node piece. Where we are arrogant, where we are angry, where we cannot see that we are the problem. Because again, it's a full moon and full moons are all about projections. So very awkward but interesting thing to do is what makes you angry and what really annoys you at the end of May you have to turn that question around on yourself and and try and think, okay, but what am I missing here? What haven't I explored? What do I need to know? And it might bring up resistance. Hopefully it'll, there'll be more openness with Jupiter and Pisces and it'll be, we'll be more able to explore because Jupiter is actually square to this new moon. So Jupiter is about, okay, I, I love you. I have faith. I really want to connect with you. I really want to resolve this. I, I think we can. I, I think we all want the same things. We all want to be happy. We all want to lie on the beach. We all want to have a glass of wine. We, we all want to celebrate. So there could be also be this really celebratory vibe at best. Never underestimate Jupiter. I remember seeing a full moon in 2017 and I would I, just, I saw all this stuff and thought, uh-oh, uh-oh. And I'd missed a Jupiter aspect to it. And Jupiter does, can, Jupiter is the great healer and he can just make things absolutely fantastic. And so if, if we can reach this sort of unity in solutions and being able to talk about things and, and, and ultimately feel something, get into our heart and feel connected. That's the best, that is the best solution. Jupiter square to the to the full moon, Jupiter at the bends. And again, anybody with planet at around one or two or three or four or five degrees of the mutables, Sagittarius, Gemini, Virgo, Pisces. Very interesting time for you. Hopefully, hopefully very good. But also, as I said, we are dealing with the South Node. We are dealing with dodgy karma, outdated belief, things that we need to get rid of, things that we need to release, moodiness, uh, temper tantrums, um, thinking we know everything, all of that, it has to go to make space for new beliefs, new ideas, which actually come from being able to connect to actually something higher. It is meditate, you know, go in, turn off. Oh, well, I don't have a TV anyway, because what's to be, what's to be gained? <laughs> but we, the, the truth, what is the truth? Let's be philosophical about this. Let's talk about this. So there we go. This is my kind of overview of May. I hope that some of those dates help you and that the full moon is really epic. I would love that. 
Uh, sometimes as well, you know, with Mercury going retrograde on the 30th of May, sometimes Mercury retrograde is a nightmare and everything goes wrong and your emails go wrong and you fall out with people and you send the text message to the wrong person, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes Mercury retrograde is a break from having to push, a break from having to push forwards, a break from having to make business happen, a break from making and doing and and being obsessed with progress it is a time to go back over things reconsider rethink edit and slow down and if there is a time same with as I was saying this time last year pretty much is if you can enjoy this enjoy May enjoy June enjoy July because Jupiter will be coming back into Aquarius later in the year and we will be seeing more of what we've already experienced, I think. But this is the great reprieve. It is the party. It is the opportunity. It is the relief, the release, the connection, the love, the magic, and the opportunity for us to learn without feeling edgy, brittle, and competitive. So that's what I hope. That's my highest vision for the summer. So I hope you enjoy it. You know where I am, Francesca Oddi Astrology, francescaoddi.com. And my Mighty Networks is open. I've got the book club, which is opening tomorrow. So by the time you hear this, it will be ready to go and it's free to join. And we'll be listening to, it's very Gemini, isn't it? I should wait really for, for Mercury to move into Gemini. But I will be doing kind of spiritual-ish books or maybe for the summer season, just nice books that everybody likes, but um, looking at them astrologically. Anyway, all my links are on my Instagram bio, so you can find them there. Thank you very much for listening. 